really I'm trying to get them in people's hands by any means necessary at this point, obviously without losing money. Welcome to Noah Kagan Presents. What's up? This was an interesting episode with Dustin Lean. Dustin Lean was a fanboy. <laughs> no, he was a reader. He was like, hey, let's go to the gym workout. And I was like, oh, just I'll work out with you. And I love working out with people that, uh, that know me. I just don't want people to be creepers. So we went to the workout and we've been friends for the past two years. And uh, a few months ago, Dustin's like, I got this business idea. It's a shaker for the gym, but I got no money. And so I gave him a thousand bucks, no strings attached, no agreement, nothing for him to go start that business and experiment with it. Uh, and then we're, we're going to document and share that journey. So like what common mistakes, uh, how is he doing his marketing? How the hell did he get it from China? I have no idea. It's fitflyshaker.com. So this is going to be a live ongoing case study. I think you're really going to enjoy and learn a lot uh, through experiencing Dustin failure and succeeding. And it just has a great attitude about it. Enjoy the show. We're here with Dustin Lean. Uh, what's your Instagram so we can show how sexy you are if they're on their phone? Instagram. Uh, it is at Dustin underscore Lean, L-I-E-N. Is it, is it a coincidence your name is like Lean instead of like Dustin ripped as fuck? Are you going to change your last yeah. name? Yeah, I already changed it to Lean. That's why. Is that your real last name or not? Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Because I'm going to change it to Noah Small Dick Kagan. I mean, it's weird. I don't know why my parents named me that. It's like a Native American name. <laughs> it's fitting from what I've I've discovered. I mean, you've seen. Yeah, I mean, you've seen. I mean, not much to see, but you, I guess, you know, heard about it. Um, all right. So I'm with Dustin Lee today. Dustin's a good friend. Uh, we met through Blogging World, and then we worked out a bunch of times at Golden Venice. And so today, obviously, this is we're going to have a just catch up. Uh, but the th- reason I want to record it, Dustin, is that I think a lot of other people who are starting their businesses are going to learn a lot just from your journey. Like I, I just got off a call with um, Sarah from fivefoottraveler.com. And so she calls me and she said, we we're talking about Sumo Me. Uh, and she's like, how do I get more traffic? How do I get more emails? And I was like, well, are you making any money? She's like, no. And I was like, then who gives a fuck about email or traffic? Right. And I think <laughs> you, you know me well enough. And, and I think you're annoyed at me enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I push you very hard on being proactive and passive uh, with the flip, fitflyshaker.com business. So what is your business? And then uh, where are you at today? Maybe the the one minute pitch or story behind it. Yeah. So Fitfly Shaker is a disposable supplement shaker. And so basically the value there is typically what people who work out a lot or, or go hiking or running or canoeing active things will have, you know, their plastic shakers that they use to put their pro take their protein or any other supplements the uh, the problem with those is they're hard to travel with one because they're bulky and then two they're hard to clean and keep clean if you're on the go so they're fine to use if you're just at home and you take a quick shake uh, but the disposable shakers are good for those times when you just need the convenience so you want to be able to just take your shake throw it in the recycle bin and move on should I be using it during sex like taking a pre-workout and then maybe a post-workout yeah, during sex before and after not during you don't need it <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm single. Well, actually, uh, anyways, another story, another show. And then, so how's it been going so far? You've been working on it for how long? It's been since I started the entire process of, of getting them made and everything. I think it's been five months or something like that. Five months. And then how much have you put into making the Fitfly shaker? Uh, total to make the actual shakers was around f- and get them delivered and everything was about $1,400. And then just little, you know, little tiny marketing expenses like, getting flyers made or whatever for the packaging 
maybe another hundred bucks. So maybe 1500 bucks total. Okay. And then, and now just for disclaimer, I did contribute money to Dustin's Kickstarter project. Well, it's not even a Kickstarter, but I gave him money because I want to see him succeed. I'm not an investor. I don't get any equity or any of it. I just want to see him get it done. How long did it take when you had the idea to actually get the prototype? Idea to prototype was about, to actually get it in my hands was about three months. And then where'd you find the makers? Like, you don't have to tell specifics because maybe it's like secret knowledge, but like, uh, I'm always like amazed. Like, I'm like, how did people find these people in China or wherever you made it? Where'd you make it? Yeah, it was in China. How'd you so, find the manufacturer? There's a, uh, so, well, backing up just a little bit in time, I used to work uh, in the marketing department at this company that did custom manufacturing of promotional products, but not, not like pens and that kind of stuff, but like real one of a kind custom stuff for alcohol brands and stuff. And so I got really used to working with overseas manufacturers and the whole process of how that works. So that really fed into um, how I did it this time. But basically, uh, have you heard of the site Alibaba? Yeah, of course. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's, it's kind of like the Amazon of imported goods. Yes. Thank you. And so you can go on there and type in what you're looking for. So my, Mine, since it wasn't really a thing yet, um, I had to kind of figure out what type of um, manufacturer I needed. So I knew I needed a plastic manufacturer and I kind of had a vague idea of what I needed it to look like. So I typed in something like plastic or disposable plastic bag with zipper or something like that um, or with Ziploc or something like that and um, just started looking through the different manufacturers and that process, I think I found the manufacturer in less than a day. And you can see they have ratings and stuff. I reached out to a handful of them just to get. Um, and then do you send them like a like a diagram, or how do you like get them to prototype it? Yeah, so I I basically um, I got I got a little bit lucky too. I'll say because I, the manufacturer I found actually had something that was pretty close already, and all I needed to do was make a few adjustments to it. But usually, what you would do is you would have a uh, they're called technical drawings. So you would have your technical drawings. It's kind of just a there's a rough sketch you can draw or you can, if you know someone who can do technical drawings, you can get the actual dimensions and stuff. But so you're, basically, you're losing me. So you, you just draw <laughs> some shit and you send them the picture? You, really, you literally can do that. You could say, you could draw like stick figure type quality, but you can just, you can do, do it really basic and send it to a manufacturer. And if they're good, um, they have people on staff that can actually help you get the drawings correct. I guess what I was thinking for you is that like, I would just send them like a Ziploc bag with a hole in it. Be like, yo, or like, I was just thinking like, I'm always thinking for businesses, like how do you break it down to the simplest, like what's the problem? And then what's the simplest element of like testing or validating that problem? So I was like, what if you just sent people Ziploc bags? Like, hey, here's a bag, but then you can't really drink through it. But you could be like, oh, you just cut a hole in the bottom and then drink through it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, and I think with this product in particular, since people already know you know, they know what a, what a supplement shaker is. It was, it was a little easier, easier for me to say it's like that, but disposable. All right. Um, so you, you finally got, you, you send them the tech and you chose it and then they sent you the thing and then you bought, you know, how many did you buy? I uh, bought 4,500. So do you have just like boxes of shit in your house? Yes, I do. God. You like <laughs> have to get through them to have sex. You're like, oh, I gotta get rid of all these things. Uh, and then how much have you made so far total revenue through the, the shakers? Total revenue is somewhere around, I haven't done numbers this week. It's somewhere around 350 bucks, something like that. All right. So you made, well, that doesn't include expenses, right? That's just in total revenue. That's just revenue. Yeah. All right. And then you've spent $1,400 give or take. Yeah. 
All right. So 300 bucks minus 1400. So you're like a third of the way there, give or take. Yeah. yeah. That's not too bad. Uh, and then how long have you been selling them for? Uh, actively selling, like since they came in, it's been about two months. Okay. And so what's worked in selling it and what's not worked? That's been the fun part. Um, <laughs> so that's what everyone wants to know. Everyone's creating, like, I just got a pair of socks. Like someone's creating a sock company. Someone's creating like, I don't know, like a water bottle company, whatever it is. I just got one called day bottle where it's water bottle that has the time during the day when you should be drinking it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's pretty neat. So yeah. Tell us what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. So I have a lot of things that don't work. Um, oh, yeah, give us those. <laughs> avoid them. So this is uh this is the one that took me the longest to get over is, you know, you'll, you like read, you'll read a blog post or something or listen, even listen to a podcast or whatever it is. And you, they have some hack that they did that did this great thing for them. And then you want to try it. Right. So you hear, but then you hear another one two days later. So you, you end up switch like flip flopping back and forth between all these things instead of sticking, sticking to one method to see if it works. That's kind of a precursor, but basically what has not worked for me is any kind of marketing that's just spray and pray, right? So going on, on Facebook pages and just trying to say, Hey, try my shaker. Here's my link and that kind of stuff. And then letting it go. And just is it spray and pray or is that more of just like passive? You know, Cause I feel like I tell you that like literally we talk every week on Mondays mm-hmm. and every yeah. week I feel like I'm like, you're being passive. So like be clear on that. Cause I think for other people out there to really help them like kind of embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, cause yeah, I guess there is a difference between obviously outbound marketing and then, and then being passive. So I guess it's being passive. It's, it's marketing to a group of people or even an individual person, but with, with no follow up and not, not directly selling to somebody. So the difference would be, for example, sending, I have a small email list, right? So there've been times, uh, I think it's, it's, at, it's at around 800 right now, but it's not um, that small. It's active people on there, probably 450. So it's, it's a decent size. It's enough for me to, to market to and, and get some data and, and that kind of thing. But the, di- the difference, I guess, between passive and, and being direct would be something like sending an email to the entire list saying like, hey, go take a look at these shakers and then just walking away from it instead of going, looking, looking at it and saying, okay, I have my email list who are the people that are the most engaged? Who are the, like, who are the people that have clicked on a link or read the content of everything I've done so far? Going directly, creating a segment of those people directly, and then either trying to email them one, one by one and say, why haven't you bought yet? What, what kind of, or what objections do you have? What can I do to make this an easier decision for you? Because that's when you start to learn why people aren't buying. Because um, so you, you sold four today. What'd you do today? I sold six now, by the way. Damn. And so what, um, what, what exactly did you send them? And then w- what happened? So what I've been doing is really I'm trying to get them in people's hands by any means necessary at this point, obviously without losing money. But so I took the price all the way down to free. They just need to pay shipping. And I went to the list of people who have opted into the, to the newsletter to get 10% off their first purchase, but who never purchased. And I sent an email directly to that list. I think it was 47 people or something. And I just said, I don't know, I said something like, this is not a drill. I literally will pay for you to try these. That's how much I believe in them. All you need to do is pay shipping and you can get a 10-pack free right now. Bye-bye. That's dope. And how much does a 10-pack actually cost? So that costs you what? Like you said they're 30 cents each, give or take. So it's like three bucks. 
Yeah. So about three bucks and then, um, shipping. shipping it's, I'm only doing us shipping for right now. And the most it costs me is like $3 45 cents, but that'd be on the high like three bucks per thing generally. That's what you're doing with this promotion. Yeah. So it's like, if like typically it'd be, if I was paying, if I was doing free shipping, it'd be five or six bucks total would be my cost on these. And then it would be about 10 bucks for a 10 pack usually. No, it'd be interesting because you're, they cost you three and then shipping is three. But if you could actually break even on that, because you're losing, the idea is that you lose money now, but then they get the reorder, right? Right. I was just thinking, do you think if they paid shipping, if it's free, but shipping was $4.95 and you actually almost broke even, it would make a difference? I don't know. Um, It's worth testing. I think the biggest, the biggest barrier right now for a lot of people is that they're, they're saying they don't understand what it is or why would they, why they would need to use it. Um, so just getting it in their hands. And I, I feel like two ninety five is one of those, that's what I'm charging for shipping. So it's kind of like that price point of, yeah, I have a few bucks to try it. So I, I'd be, I'd be curious to know if I do four ninety five or something a little higher. Yeah. I guess it's kind of a micro optimization though. Uh, and then, the, so you only sold seven out of the 47. Did you email the other 40 to ask why they haven't bought? No, not yet. Good idea. When are you going to do it? I'm going to do it today. All right. So do gotta, that. Here's I'm going to pause this. I'm going to do it right now. I'm just kidding. Well, no, I have to get going. So I don't want to be doing this forever. So the two things that I want to just repeat in terms of tactics for you and for other people out there, um, I really love what you did is that you sent targeted emails to people that are opening or clicking that are engaged, but not really purchasing. And I think that's a great tactic instead of just like, you know, a lot of times what you've done incorrectly and other people have done incorrectly is they're, hey, I posted on Facebook and no one bought. I'm like, yeah, because it's so fucking passive. Uh, and you could be passive after you get it working, right? Like, it's very easy to keep a train going once it's going, but you got to get the train going. Mm-hmm. Um, so the two things that I think you, you did well, I love that you were a little bit more targeted. I want to know how you got those emails in a second. Uh, but the two things I think you did well, you sent the email. I think number, two, number one is you should get the rejection information. So like, why didn't you buy like, hey, quick question. Can you just hit reply and let me know I didn't buy? Like, I have thick skin. It won't hurt my feelings. Dustin. Ooh, that's all you have to send. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing that you could be doing, uh, oh, I'll give it two more things. This is referrals. So if anyone ever rejects me, especially for like hiring, I do this a lot. When I get a rejection for hiring, here's what I say. I say, hey, can I ask you a question? After they say no. And they, they say, oh, of course. And I'm like, well, who's the best person you know in this position? And then they give me a person. And then I say, okay. So I email that person and say, hey, this person recommended that we talk. And then they're like, oh, well, Joe recommended him, so I got to talk to Noah. The other thing, too, is follow-up. So a lot of times people are, like, not ready for something. So, like, with hiring, I'll use followup.cc or you can use Boomerang or whatever. And in six months or 12 months, like, hey, are you ready to buy this now? Or have, are you ready to uh, – are you more open at this point? And that's actually worked really well. So that's the three things, referral, rejection, follow-up, uh, that I think will be opportunity for you. So what uh, – anything else that's worked? So you still – well, let's go to the email question, excuse me. How did you get the 450 active people? Uh, first thing I did was uh, do a giveaway using uh, King Sumo giveaways. What'd you give away? So I gave away a, a tub of Quest protein is what I did. Nice. And how'd you promote that? I uh, promoted it through, how did I promote it? I'm trying to take my mind back through Reddit. I did a lot of uh, posting in Reddit on different subreddits in the fitness categories. And I posted on, Facebook. And then I also have, there's another fitness site that I used to work on a lot that had about 400 active emails on it. And so I promoted it to that, but basically just tried to find different areas in the same, same niche that I could promote to, whether it was something that, you know, like I own that other email list, but it would have worked just as well to find someone else and say, 
Um, and I've done this before too with other giveaways and, and said, um, reached out to the person who has the blog or whatever and said, hey, if you want to add some extra value to your readers um, and you want to promote this for me, I'll do whatever for you or whatever. Um, but trying to connect that way. But the way I did it mostly was through Reddit, through Twitter and Facebook, and then promoting to another email list that I had from a different project. Okay. So what's your goal for 2017? 2017, my goal for the first quarter is to get in, you know, because I'm selling, I'm selling these shakers a lot of, to consumers, but I also want to start getting into gyms or, or selling them in mass quantities to supplement companies to sell on their websites and that kind of stuff. So my goal, my big goal for the first quarter is to get 10 of those deals. So either in, in gyms or, or big supplement companies that I can have them sell to their people. Oy vey, I don't like it. You don't like it? What do you, what do you not like? Because it's not, a, it's, it's kind of like a nearsighted goal. Like you could get 10 today calling up, you know, like Joe's muscle shop, giving them free to hold like consignment. <laughs> it may not drive any sales. Right. Right. And, and you know me, I'm more, I'm, you know, I'm kind of like a dog at times. I'm like, where, what's my target? What's my goal? Where's my bone? And let me go after it. So my suggestion, and we can do it right now is that like, you need to pick a more numerical goal for fitflyshaker.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. You also got it. When you talk about your product, say your name in the .com like as many times as possible in chats. Uh, <laughs> I was actually, here's a quick tip for everyone out there and for you too. My buddy told me this and I thought it was a really great tip. If you're ever doing a presentation or uh, talking with someone that's recorded or presented, you have to mention your company name seven times. And I thought that was just a really interesting like tip and I've stuck with it. So when I'm speaking somewhere, I'm like sumome.com and you know, I would do that and then sumome.com and then I'll make sure almost at least seven, if not a lot more, but it's something that then eventually you're like, okay, fuck, shut up. I get it. <laughs> uh, so I prefer goals that are more, more quantifiable and more, uh, I think that that's your goal is kind of like a, it's a strategy as a part of a goal. Meaning that I think a better goal would be, I want to sell, you know, $10,000 worth of fit fly shakers, which I actually think is pretty light. Yeah. Right. So I think a more numerical goal is I want to sell $10,000 worth. So I'm going to show you an example. Uh, so I'm starting that podcasting image jigger and that's launching, uh, in January. I don't know if this will be on it or not, mm-hmm. uh, but let me show you an example of how you create a goal. So what you do is you take your $10,000. I'm just going to show you an example of what I would prefer you to do. I prefer you to pick a more numerical goal. All right. So my goal for next year is to get a hundred thousand downloads per episode, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did is I said, well, if I need to be a hundred thousand total downloads per episode, how many do I need per month to get there? So for you, it's, I need to be at $10,000 a month. Uh, maybe it's 10,000 total, or maybe it's 10,000 a month. And that's for mm-hmm. you. You really need to commit to what you truly want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if it's a generic one or artificial or something I choose for you, you're not going to like be really hungry for it. Yeah. Like someone said, I don't know who said it to me, but they said, no, you got to get a bigger chip on your shoulder if you want to be successful. And I don't know if that was, that's, a, that's true or not, but I just thought there was something really good where it's like, choose something you really want and be pissed. Oh, it's Tom from Quest. He's like, just be pissed about it and go fucking after it. So for you, pick your goal, map it out per month. So you know, like, hey, this month I need to only sell $2,000 worth. Cool. So then below it, you can see what I did is I actually figured out uh, where is the, is that money going to come from? So that's kind of more to your point, to your point, which is, all right, well, it could be getting into a store. It could be doing one-on-one sales. It could be like doing Facebook ads. It could be doing like one thing someone said, and I think this is a good idea. I actually wrote on my whiteboard for you. He actually said he'll buy it from you and I'll put you in touch after this, but he just wants single servings. So he wants you to basically buy the protein, put them in the bags, and he just gets the bags with the protein. So 
either A, you can do that for people or B, you could sell them to the protein companies as ways to do it, to giveaways online, like free samples or at events mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. at gyms. Like, hey, like they could just give it away through you and they, you could just put their brand on the back. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Well, for them, I mean, I think what I've realized in business is like, how do you make it a no-brainer for people to say yes? And how do you be a critical function of their business? Meaning, like, I think too many products and businesses, and including sometimes our, our own, my own, is that like, it's a nice to have. How do you make it a must have? Right? Mm-hmm. So I started using your Fit Fly Shaker and I'm actually starting to like integrate it. And I'm like, oh, I could use it as a flask. Oh, I could use it for the airplane. Oh, I kind of needed it for like, for the gym. Like, oh, I can just bring it right to the gym with me. And like, but I think you have to figure out how do you make it like a critical part of their life where you're an essential. So if there's a good or bad economy, they still need you. So right. for the, like those protein companies, it's like, hey, you can actually sell twice as many of them if you put them in a bag and you could charge twice as much. Or B, if you're at a conference, you know, at an event, in, you know, you can't really sample your stuff, but what if you give it so that people could try it and take it home with them and you have your logo on it and mm-hmm. you're selling twice as many of them. And I think that makes it more essential for them to have to have that as part of their business. So anyways, one, you could do it for people. Two, you could sell it to the protein companies. But the bigger point, I don't know what'll work, but make a list. And so you can see right here, I made a list of all the things I think I could, that'll work for me. And then I said how many I think will happen out of it. And then basically every month or yeah, generally every month, I'll go back and review uh, how it's doing. Does that make sense? Yep. Very good. So each month, I'm like first month, like I'll just say it out, like, okay, dork, I'm going to email my list. I think I'll get 5,000 listeners. I'm going to sponsor some Facebook ads. I'm going to do a contest. I'm going to do cross promotion. I'm going to have Sumo me do a promotion. And then what happened, here's what's actually really interesting. If you actually, and this is what's good about doing this kind of experiment or not experiment, just planning. You can see that I'm only actually at 69,000 downloads from all the numbers I've put out. There. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean if my goal is 100,000? Well, either you have to find more, uh, Thank you. more strategies or you figure like, oh, out. I hope Dustin's not a complete retard. <laughs> uh, but my point there is that like you have your goal, you map out the goal per month, you plan out how you're going to get to those goals per month, and then you have to make sure that it's aligned. So obviously I'm not going to hit my target based on my current plan. So I have to recheck the plan. And the thing, you know, it's a plan, right? You execute the plan and then at the end of the month or Ideally, you want to do it on a more weekly basis so you can adjust more quickly, right? What happens is that by the end of the month, it's already too late. And then you're now behind for the next month and the next and then you just give up. Um, but you need to make sure you're going to hit your target. And at the end of the month or on a weekly basis, see how it did versus what you compared it to, mm-hmm. right? Because what you're thinking is like, oh, it'll get 5,000. Like I'm thinking, okay, Dork will drive 5,000 subscribers uh, in January. But what could happen, it could be like 2,000. And then I'll have to say, all right, well, what else could I be doing in the, through okay, Dork to get there? And then readjust the rest of the projections for the rest of the year and then maybe reallocate that to something else. And, and with this plan, it's actually probably too many options, right? Like in general, what I'd love to have is what will end up happening and what I'd love to have is generally three channels. So it'll generally be like ads, content, partnerships will be the probably main things. I don't know. It might be something else, but you want to basically have two or three channels that you can really just like 10x on. So like Quest Bars, what was their major channels? It was like bodybuilding gyms, it was GNC stores and then it was their online presence through a lot of YouTube and like social media promotion, right? That's like the main things that they really grew their business out of. And so I think for you, you kind of, I, I think you have two major problems. One, pick your goal. And then the sub problems of that are, I think you have to actually narrow your use case. Cause I think people are confused because they're like mm-hmm. good for the gym, but I like it for other things. So maybe there's like, it's not for the gym. It's just for like conferences or expos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then secondly, I think you have to figure out which marketing channel you can repeat and scale. Cause right now it's a lot of right. like 
I think the one-to-one stuff is good if you can scale that. I don't know if you can scale that. Right. So, what, what, you know, here's a challenge. Like, what do you think your challenge that you could do in January? Uh, well, I guess your challenge is picking a goal that you can accomplish for the next year for 2017. But what's something you can accomplish in January that everyone else who's out there listening to this can, can accept on that challenge too? Like, uh, so less specific for my business, more, more in general, like what's my challenge? Yeah. What's a challenge that you, cause I, with each of my show, I'm trying to have a challenge at the end. Mm-hmm. So like how much, how many did you sell this month? This month is December. I think I sold, see, this is, I should know these numbers. Um, so do you see, okay. This is actually a very important part. The part that you're not clear on that is something it's not that I think people get so confused. They get overwhelmed. Cause like I have to track everything. Like I was going over that with five foot traveler girl. And she's like, well, I don't know. And there's this, I'm like, dude, just fucking simplify to one number. So if you had your 2017 goal of like 10,000 a month, which is, mm-hmm. a, I mean, how much do you need a month to make this sustainable and you don't have to do anything else? I think that's a great, that's the way I like to look at businesses where like when I started out Sumo, I was like, I just need 3,000 a month and I can go live on the beach and have like blowjobs and sex and my time, <laughs> whatever the hell people do uh, when they're like 20s. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, what, I, I said 3000, I don't know. What, what is your monthly you need? So you don't have to take on any other work. It'd be about 5,000. Okay. So 5,000 and how many fit fly shakers is that? Um, if they're selling at the, it depends on which channel I'm selling them through. That's fine. You figure that part out. Let's just say <laughs> you need to sell. So maybe your challenge and here's the challenge I gave Sarah and I'm going to give it to you cause I think it'd be very helpful. You have a hundred dollar challenge. So I need you to sell a hundred dollars worth in January. Done. For anyone listening, if you have a product or you've been thinking about a product or you're thinking about a service, because sometimes I realized and what I've experienced through helping people is that like, I'm starting up and doing business with myself, is that you give such a big one, you're like $5,000, you're like, all right, that's a lot. <laughs> but if it's only a hundred bucks, you're like, oh, hundred bucks ain't shit. I can call my grandmother and sell her these things. And then you actually start getting some creative stuff. You're like, well, my grandma knows people at the gym, so you do referrals. And then for you, especially with these bags, you can do rebuys. Like, hey, do you want to get, I can give you a book discount for your rebuy or like, what did you do with me? Right. You asked me and I was like, well, I could buy it for my office. Cause we have people at the office. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where you get creative. You figure out your channels, you execute on them. And then you start saying, well, all right, this is the ones I'm going to focus on these ones. And I think this is the hardest part for everyone. Or one of the hardest things is prioritizing. You got to prioritize what you're not going to do. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. Like it's very easy to be like, well, I'll just keep doing Reddit. And I'm like, is Reddit moving the needle? No. So you really just got to cut it out completely. And that's hard for me and you and everyone else out there. Yep. All right. So next steps. So one, you're going to do a hundred dollar challenge in January, pick your goal and then map it out through the months and then choose the different things you can do per month that you think will help you get there. Good. Good. Yeah. Then I would say by next, by Monday, send me an email. So guys, what I recommend for everyone out there, and this is what Dustin and I do is I'm his accountability buddy. Uh, I'm not going to be everyone else's. It's just, I can't do, I only, I'm only going to, you know, I want to live forever. So I can't spend all day doing this. Uh, but find one person on a Monday that you can email your progress. So basically to make you feel embarrassed sometimes. And I know you, you fucking don't email me all the time. Cause you're like, that's oh, not <laughs> the sales. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are the times you need to be having accountability and having support so that when you're struggling, that person's like, Hey, all right, well, what are you going to do about it? Like I do it with Adam for my body tutor. I do it with my business with Chad and Andrew. I don't do it for my relationships and personal life, but I do think I need a, maybe I think JR is going to do it for me. We're going to have a board of directors for my love life. That's a, <laughs> I've had. So yeah, what I would say for Monday is pick your goal for the year, map it out per month, how you will get to that goal and then map out the strategies. Like, Hey, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And the numbers you think will come from those strategies. 
And so, the, you know, uh, and then send me that on Monday. And the strategy doesn't have to, it could be broad, like advertising. And that's what you think you'll do maybe in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, but list the ones you think you can do, what do you expect from it? And then this will help you. And then on a weekly basis, we can be like, how are you on track or not? If you're not on track, very simple. What's your plan to get back on track? Yep. Perfect. Do you have any questions or things on your mind? Not a ton. I think the, the biggest thing that's been challenging me lately is figuring out the one, like you said, and I know we've been talking about it, but the finding something that's repeatable and scalable. Um, and I think, I think I'm getting closer, but you, then finding a, you know, cause really the, the product will sell consumer side, but also I think it'll sell in, in large quantities to, to supplement companies and um, for trade shows and stuff like that. So really trying to like balancing the effort between those two. I think what you're not, I think what you're fundamentally missing from a product and I, I it's obvious to me, Mm-hmm. That the demand is not the demand is nice to have. It's not a must have. Meaning that I think you've got to either a improve the product or b pick a more specific customer who's like, oh my god, I've always wanted this. Because I think you're mm-hmm. selling to people that are like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. And then they leave it in their cupboard. Mine's in my cupboard. Uh, and then they don't really do much more with it. But my point though is that like I think that's your major flaw right now, where it's like you're kind of selling to a bunch of different people, and it's creating a product that like. Like literally, you know, I've seen a bunch where it's um, a lot of success with uh, the use for like airplanes. Have you seen the ones that you kind of clip to a bag for airplanes? Uh-huh. I think that's good. Like that could be your angle, but there's already some out there. The gym one is good, but I don't know if the gym people are really like, oh, I've been fucking needing this. I can't like thank God for this. I think mm-hmm. the supplement company one is really interesting. It's like, hey, you, got, you guys can actually sell twice the price in individual servings. Yep. And so I think you need to, you know, keep selling. Don't give up on that. And, you know, obviously it's a little bit harder now, but you need to get to the point where people are like, I want that. Like, what, hey, can I have that, please? And I think the more, once you find, find that more specific customer, then you're going to actually have a lot more success repeating the marketing, repeating and scaling the marketing. A lot of people have that problem where they're like, marketing is not working. I'm like, you know why marketing's not working? Because they don't want what you have. <laughs> and I know that's not nice to hear. And you're, and you're, no. The interesting challenge is that you're having some success. So it's kind of misleading. You're like, well, it is working. But I think when you finally hit that like real fit, that real demand side, mm-hmm. um, it makes it a lot easier to then like go out and really grow that type of business or that type of product. Yeah. So go back out there and then talk to people when they're not buying, like, why aren't you buying it? And the ones who are buying it, I think you really got to understand. I think you'll find the use cases like maybe it's the product companies. Maybe it's like, like not even gym people. Maybe it's CrossFit people. Maybe it's like gymnastic people. Maybe it's like, bar method women mm-hmm. right and they need it for their like i don't know what bar method people <laughs> uh but point that you you see where i'm going with that yeah 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 narrow it down the more you narrow this down and you have like a target customer who are obsessed with it like think about crossfit that's a pretty narrow group of people but like they spend a shit ton like bulletproof coffee which you know is kind of broadened out but is not that's an i think it's a nine figure business or eight figure business selling to like you know crossfit health nuts mm-hmm so there's money in the niches. Unless your niche is homeless people, then you probably won't make much money. Uh, <laughs> all right, dude, I got to get rocking. So you're going to do a $100 challenge. You're going to follow up that stuff on Monday, figure yep. out your rejections, get some referrals. And I do think narrow down your, you got to not just, it's just not just about narrowing down, but find the person who's like obsessed. That's like, oh, FitFly. I love FitFly. I use it as my flask. So one thing I'm using it for is a camping flask. Nice. You fill it up. It's like really easy. Because you know when you fill up a flask, what's the problem with the flask? What's the problem with the flat? Well, you're trying to get it in there. You spill it all over the place. That's exactly right. But with your big ass opening, it's super easy. <laughs> to it. So like when I was leaving LA, I put a bottle of wine in it. 
wow, that makes me sound really alcoholic. I just didn't want to waste the wine. (laughs) And then you took a protein shake afterward, right? Yeah. But the thing is like, I think sometimes people have a business and they're like, well, this is what I sell. This is what I sell. And I'm like, no one wants it, but you can take what you're having and adjust it for a different audience. And maybe they'll be more interested. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe it is for alcohol. Maybe it is for camping. Maybe it's for the supplement companies. But I think the sooner you get to that and the sooner you get that, give me it moment, Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to get a lot more results and rewards and easier time doing the marketing. Yep. All right, brother. I got to get rocking. You're the man. I'll see you Monday. Have a great New Year's, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, all of them. All right. Same. Thanks, brother. Well, that's a wrap. I really, 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 really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I want you to go text someone you love them and just be like, yo, I'm thinking of you right now. After that, write a review of the show or send it over to someone else that you think would really appreciate it. And then after that, go enjoy a taco. I know I eat tacos. I really did. I just had one again this morning. Uh, feel free to tweet me any feedback. I love learning how to make every episode better in the future. And, and it, I want it to be fun for me and I want it to be fun for you so that you're really getting something out of it too. So at Noah Kagan, K-A-G-A-N. You can tweet, twat, whatever you want to do, let me know. And I love uh, new episode ideas or ways I can make the show better. And you can find more about me at okdork.com and the companies I help work at, which is appsumo.com, which is a group on for geeks and sumome.com, which is free marketing tools for people who want to kick ass in their small business. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you.